If you hear this sound, that means this episode is also featured on our YouTube channel as a video. Head over to www.youtube.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to check it out. Warning. This episode contains foul language and discussions about religion, death, and potential plant torture. exception as we bring you a few bizarre segments ranging from maybe a little spooky ooky all the way over to a little silly willy if you will and we are bringing you a mysterious train crash some weird plants some piping hot tea on your girl mary magdalene and a pennsylvania carjacker who has a few screws loose in his noggin so you know we got a lot going on Join us for a wonderfully weird hour of chat that starts here. Your ghost hosts with the most are ready to bring you good cheer. My name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Merry Christmas, weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas from Santa's elves. (laughs) I know I had a lot of preschool teacher moments in that opening speech, but that's... Um, It's hard to shake that off. I imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. It sure um, is. <laughs> I'm bringing pink energy today. You're going to notice something she a little bit is different a Barbie about me. Girl. I have Barbie nails now, and it's changed me as a person inside out. I really in. enjoy the pink look on you. Thank Do you so think much. it's because the Barbie trailer dropped last week and you're Honestly, just feeling really inspired? <laughs> I and randomly so I was never like a fan of Barbie growing up I mean I was I played with Barbies obviously because I had so many of them but like they were always on like they robbed a bank and they were escaping Mm -hmm. into the woods and their clothes were always tattered their hair was cut they had tattoos like my Barbies were murderers and um for sure it was the dark Ashley version of Barbie play (laughs) yeah it it very rarely was like will you marry me Ken I don't even think I had a Kindle but good screw Ken (laughs) <laughs> Joey got me this like vintage Barbie lunchbox for my birthday this year that I was like oh, so yeah. in love with. And then the Barbie trailer came out and I'm in it's love so with cute. the trailer. And now I'm just embracing oh. that girly part of me that I never ever girl. embraced growing up. You can be a black spooky witch, but mm-hmm. also have a little splash of Barbie. Absolutely. Like you can be a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. And that I feel is like what my personality is a way more bubbly than it is dark anyway. Like I feel like if you just heard my voice yes, and then you saw are me bubbly. and you're like, oh, you don't own any color. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, but you do have the sweetest voice. 
This is my only color. pink being represented. Oh my god! On top, my so beautiful lips, lipstick <laughs> on top of it. But it was like it's so cute, <laughs> representing palm trees. Mm. I'm drinking lemon water like a good, good girl. No diet coke for oh, me. You are. I had a. I had, You're I had the a beacon large of health. diet coke for lunch. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know, before, nobody has to show Before we get started today, uh, I, we don't really have a lot of old business, but I do want to remind people to please consider joining our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast because, one, it's how we make money to produce this show. So if you like the show, if you listen to the show, you want to see it continue forever and ever, go donate $1, 5 or $10 once or monthly to help us reach our monthly goals and keep going. But two, I say this now because Joe and I are recording two Ask Me Everythings this weekend um, that's going to be Very available exciting. only to patrons of the show. And we are wanting questions. So if you want to submit a question for that, you can email us at keepitweirdpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 626-686-1821 and leave a voicemail. Mm-mm. We also, speaking of... It voicemails and emails we want to do another listener ghost stories i was thinking probably at the end of this month um our first one of the season we're due but we need stories so email those to us as well or call us and tell us your tale in our voicemail Ooh, how fun would it be to have recordings of a ghost story read by some of our listeners like i would please call us and tell your story recommend doing what you do when you submit stories to us when you write them out Write out a yes. little script for yourself and read it as though you were reading and it on the show. Because then if it sounds yes. great, I'll add some spooky music to it and I'll just play it. And you could tell your story in your voice. I think it would be really, really Bada cool. bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada that boom. That would be so hey, cool. oh, way. Yeah. Then you're on the show. Way. Hey. hey. I would love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want. Wait, if what you was don't, it? Whatever. Bobby New York. Was hey, that the character Bobby that New was York. created? Yeah. Hey, it's Bobby New York. One of our New okay. York episodes, which was a very fun episode. So it was. Um, let sure. us move into our first segment of the day. What if God was one of us? Sing it. Mm. Can't help but sing the song. Just a slop. What if God was one of us? What if God was one of us is our religion segment. This is where we will have all of our spirituality discussions, whether it's based on the history of religion. Updates on our own personal spiritual journeys, even sharing some religious beef we may have. And this week, mm-hmm. I'm going to be telling you about the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. You have been wanting to tell this tale girl, for a hot minute now, and I'm girl, very excited for you. And I am excited to hear. I took these notes last December. This is what yeah. I was going to talk about on her Christmas episode. We were going to have like mm-hmm. a whole religion episode. It was all going to be religion. We were going to come in as angels. Oh, it would have been so funny. It would have been so yeah. funny. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Life finds a way sometimes. Life. And sometimes life gets in yeah. the way. <laughs> and this time it got like in the way. Every time <laughs> I am in Illinois, there is a curse set upon us. So Storm. that it was one of those. Snow. One of those times. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yep. So there have been many religious texts found that have not been included in the Bible. And if these gospels and texts are the word of God, then shouldn't God's followers read them, know them, live them, right? Sure. Yep. 
Of course. The gospel that I want to talk about today could be one of the most important gospels that exists because it's written by the person who is literally the closest person to Jesus Christ, and yet it is not included in the Bible for a myriad of reasons. <laughs> I was like, is it because she's a lady? That's one of them, but not the <laughs> biggest one. So okay. um, I'm going to go over with you what's in the gospel, and then we could talk about it. But first off, and I know you probably went through this too, I remember growing up in the Lutheran church, there was always a question of what kind of relationship did Jesus have with Mary Magdalene? Oh, yes. Because constantly the conversation. Yeah, because she's like, mentioned a lot. Was there romance? Were they lovers? Mm -hmm. She's mentioned a lot. Yep. She was always with Christ and his disciples. She was present at his death. She was present mm -hmm. at his resurrection. She was obviously important, but why was she never listed as an apostle? It turns right. out she was. It just didn't make oh. it into the final cut. Oh, she didn't make Weird. the final cut of the script. I can't. Oh, poor Mary. Weird that she was left out. The manuscript mm -hmm. of her gospel is a real thing. It was a 5th century Egyptian verse, uh, version of what was almost certainly originally Greek or maybe even Syrian text. And we know that because we found fragments of the gospel from the 3rd century in Greek which actually confirms the importance of that document because only extremely important manuscripts that were considered crucial to Christianity and the Christian faith were copied in this way from okay. that language. So, right. And unfortunately, this sucks. This is true of quite a few biblical texts, uh, even ones that made it in the Bible. But the version of Mary's gospel that we have is actually incomplete. We still haven't found a good portion of it, which sucks because it's short to begin oh, with. It does. Yeah. I need more. We're missing nine whole pages of it. No. Which is a bummer. That's a bummer. But what I want to talk about today is what Mary's gospel says because holy shit, literally, holy, 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 holy. That kind of holy shit. It completely transforms Jesus's teachings, which is definitely probably why it's been excluded from the Bible. I'm not stupid. Sure, sure. But it's also right. a huge bummer because mm -hmm. I think her gospel is the closest thing to my spirituality and might okay, have interesting. kept a person like me in the church. I mean, probably not, but maybe in the faith. <laughs> I was like, that is a big statement. That's but, bold. I, mean, I like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's, yeah, right. I don't know if we'll go that far. But <laughs> I was like, that is a big statement. <laughs> anyway, so it's missing the first six pages. But starting with page seven, we're in the middle of a conversation between like Mary, John, Paul, Peter. They're all there. They're all in a, a who knows where they are. Maybe they're in a cave. They're all there. Jesus has been killed. And it's after mm -hmm. his death, they're grieving. But we kind of come in on the middle of the conversation. Mary asks Jesus, tell us about matter. Will matter survive? And Jesus's response verbatim is all of nature with its forms and creatures exist together and are interwoven with each other. They will be resolved back, however, to their own proper origin for the compositions of matter return to the original roots of their nature. 
then Peter asks, you know, since you've taught us all of this, like, then what is the sin of this world? And Jesus basically says that sin does not exist. Not the way that you think it does. Like, yes, there are behaviors you should avoid, but you aren't sinning by doing them. The only time you actually sin is when you behave in a way that is against your nature as a human being and you behave in a way that is outside of pure love. So a lot of the commandments are about acting outside of pure love, acting out of jealousy, rage, envy, coveting, judgment of others, harming others. Like those are sins because every act should be about love and should be an act of true love. Right. He also says that the son of humanity exists within you. It is not external. All you have to do is look within to find God, which is an extremely Eastern religious concept. And I'll read the exact text again so you know I'm not just like translating this in a way that I want to read it. That suits you, yeah. (laughs) Jesus said, peace be with you. May my peace reside within you. Guard carefully that no one misleads you, saying, look, he is here or he's over there, for the Son of Humanity already exists within you. Follow him, for those who seek him there will find him. Go forth now and proclaim the good news concerning the kingdom. Beyond what I have already given you, do not lay down any further rules nor issue laws as the lawgiver, lest you too be dominated by them. Rutrow from the mouth of JC himself. JC turns out making laws against people's freedoms of living their truth is one of the big sins. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? Oh my goodness. Then get this. When Jesus describes the nature of our world and our true selves, he says that the origin of nature does not lie within this earthly plane. What we take for solid reality is a mixtus orbis, or a mixed realm, in which everything is interwoven, like I said before. It's an extremely metaphysical take. And the way he talks about sin, again, very Eastern as well. Sin and sinning is not the problem. It's the ignorance of your true nature that's to blame for the suffering of the world. And he even says sin is an illusion. Sin isn't a sin until you act in ways that are out of alignment with your true self, which is a being of light and love. My gosh, this is just like Buddhism. Like this is legitimately Buddhism. Right. Like I wish we had just been grasping onto this all along this idea instead of like, well, you know, if you do this, that's a sin and I'm going to hit you with my Bible. Like that is instead the word. word I have a book somewhere. I'm going to have to find it. It's called, um, it's like, what if Jesus and Buddha were brothers? Mm. And it essentially compares the two and their messages and how they are more often the same than they are different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also alluded to in these texts that Mary Magdalene's connection to Christ was so strong. She even had visions of him after he ascended into heaven, after he crossed over. They were referred to almost as soulmates. They were completely interwoven. And at one point, well, at one point, the men even asked Mary to give them a message from Christ. Again, this is after he's dead because she was the one he loved the most. Those were the exact words oh. of the text. And Christ then speaks through her and says, Blessed are you that you did not waver at the sight of me, for where the mind is, there is the treasure. 
And Mary stops herself and asks, Lord, how does he who sees the vision see it through the soul or through the spirit? And Jesus said, he does not see through the soul nor through the spirit, but through the mind, which is in between the two. That's what sees the vision. What? Hello? Hello? Which to me, the mind, consciousness... That's what I get from that. Yep. Totally. He, Jesus was like a yogi. He should have been yeah, a yoga he might, instructor. He was probably cross-legged, yeah. I imagine, all the time. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Jesus' final plea in this gospel is that his disciples remain present within themselves rather than chasing after mirages in the outer world. Again, Buddhism. Finding happiness, joy, yeah. and peace within oneself. Mary even says... Um, he, referring to Jesus and God, has prepared us so that we might become fully human. At least that's the modern translation. The original text says to become an anthropos, a completed human being, as in reaching our full potential, reaching our highest yeah. self, possibly become enlightened. <laughs> the enlightenment. Huh? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Interesting. It also kind of, reading it, brought an entirely new interpretation of prayer that makes a lot more sense to me. Like, yeah. I always, I kind of got in trouble in Lutheran school because I would ask questions that the teachers wouldn't have answers to. And that's not usually something that people who are teaching religion like. Right. And it wasn't even that mm -hmm. I was like, well, you're full of shit, but it's like, I have questions. Like, why can't right. you? You had genuine questions, them? and they were like, oh, you're complicating this. Like, just listen to what I'm like, saying I'm really and not, take but... it literally. <laughs> yeah. Because I always wondered, you know, they, they talk about like, oh, pray to God for things or pray to God when you need something or whatever, whatever. And my issue with that was that. They always taught you that God knows the past, present, and future. He has a plan for you. He knows exactly what's going to happen to you, exactly what you need. So then why would you pray to him mm -hmm. right. if that's the case? And why like, do if you everything... have to pray and ask for it if like, he already knows the desires of your heart and he's yeah. going to make it happen? Why are we like begging for his yeah. help? Why are we asking him for stuff? Why? And then even why do we have to ask? You know, he knows. We're told, oh, we have free will, and that's why. What you know that that's the duality. But then it's like, oh, but also he knows everything that's going to happen, and everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. It's like, so then how do we have free? Right. Like none of this makes sense to me. Make it so make sense. So then free will makes no sense. I know. I've never, never understood it. But if you look at it's it, it's been an issue for me. With what Jesus teaches us in the gospel of mary it's it's just meditation it's it's um yeah. guidance and comfort and meditation like because if god is within you prayer is reaching inside yourself to find what you need in order to deal with the suffering here on earth because that was another yep. question i always didn't understand either like to me this all makes god a little bit easier to understand like why totally. why would god give a child cancer why would God mm -hmm. create pedophiles? Why would God let these things happen if he was all powerful and all good and worthy of this worship? Why would he let these things right. happen? And you can say like, well, that's the devil. And it's like, no, you told me God was yeah. all powerful. Yeah. So 
That doesn't make sense. So you can't, yeah, your argument doesn't make sense here. He would still be able to have the control over this earth and make things happen or disappear. And the devil. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then therefore, I don't think he's all good and I don't think he's worthy of worship. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if you look at it from the way Jesus was talking about our time here on earth to Mary Magdalene and to Peter and to John, we, these things happen because life on earth is hard. And we're put in difficult situations mm-hmm. in order to grow here. Like how how many times yeah. have you appreciated a difficult relationship or hardship because of the lessons you learned from it? Because of what you learned from it. Yeah. yeah. I have learned so much from like not even all romantic relationships, like a little bit of hard friendships. You could almost call them toxic friendships that I've yeah. had. Yeah. That have tested me where it's like. I learned so much from them and they made me grow as a person and made me realize things that I want to fight for and things that I want in this life. It's like they sharpened me, which I feel like was always a religious term that people would learn, like sharpen yourself. It's like, yeah, yeah, I will. I'm getting sharp. So I, yeah, I have sharpened. Um, yeah, but I've learned so much from that. And that is why life is freaking hard because we learn from it. Yeah. We hopefully become better from it and. Well, and that's sort of, you know, how Buddhism works and and seemingly how Christianity works. Like this is the, the, these are the words of the people who knew him the best. So these are the people, these aren't like Mark and Matthew who never met Jesus and were just writing about Mm -hmm. him a hundred years later. These are the people that were like eating dinner with him, washing his feet. So according to to his own words, it's very much so like... The more hardships you make it through, as long as you're learning from them and remaining a being of love, the closer you are to God, because God is your highest self. And to that, I can say amen, amen sister. all damn day. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more thing. Okay, so I had this realization when reading the Gospels of Mary and John. In a future episode, I'm going to tell you about the Gospel of John, because that's wild as well. Can't wait. I was trying to get a different perspective on sin, and I made this connection in my brain, but I don't know if it makes sense. (laughs) So please tell me if it sounds like I'm on to something or if I've lost it. Okay. 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 So there's a a lot of thou shalt nots in the Bible, uh, especially in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament, but then the New Testament comes along and we are presented with like a final draft of sins. (laughs) Like the, Mm -hmm. fine, we whittled it down to 10. Here's the worst one. These are the ones um, you're not supposed to do. But we also know, again, this is another one of those, like, make it make sense to me. We also know that if we are baptized, we accept Jesus as our Savior, we ask for forgiveness, those sins are forgiven, and we're granted eternal life, which seems pretty chill that you can commit murder Mm -hmm. and then just be like, sorry, and it's fine, right? Sorry about it. Yeah. And it's also crazy to me to create human beings that have a very specific nature and then tell them to deny that nature and not behave like human beings because that's a sin. Like you created us. So why would you do this and then tell us we're bad? Mm -hmm. And then be like, oh, wait, don't do that. Like, that's what we're made to do. You made us this way. Like, why would you do that? So Mm -hmm. what if we looked at the Ten Commandments? As thou shalt instead of thou shalt not. Like, you will do these things. Maybe we won't all commit murder. But, like, at some point in our lives, we will covet. We will disrespect Mm -hmm. our mom and dad. We will use God's name Mm -hmm. in vain. Like, it's human. We won't take time to worship Mm -hmm. as we should. 
So the Ten Commandments right. could very well be saying, listen, you will do these things. It is your nature, uh -huh. but it's okay because you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And it is all forgiven because you're human. So as long as you remain. And I love you, so I love, will forgive you always. Yeah. Yeah. And work on becoming mm -hmm. your best and highest self. You're going to be rewarded in this life and the next. Yeah. Doesn't that make more sense? I mean, sense? I think that's a beautiful way to to look at it, but I don't know if <laughs> I I don't know I if anyone else would would agree or if it was their intention, but I I'm completely with you on that. That makes so much more sense to me and the character that I believe Jesus to have yeah. and like the person that I believe Jesus to be. So I'm one hundred percent with you, but I will be curious to hear if anybody else has comments on that if anybody else has thought of that and been like yeah it always confused like, me how it was like all your sins like you're are going forgiven. to make these mistakes like, no matter what as long as you ask for forgiveness and you accept christ then why give us a list of things we can't do like why give us this right concrete why does list it have to be a list like, then don't do it just accept us yeah. as we are and don't tell us not to do it like we don't need the list so just tell us we're human and it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. no that is so interesting that is something that I always tested my parents on. And I now look back and I'm like, my poor mom, because she, she was like, I'm doing now the best I can. has, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I feel like she was trying to give me the best answers, but I remember that was one of my questions to her. Like, okay, if a man has committed murder and he's in the electric chair, I remember we had just watched the green mile and you know how I feel about the green mile. I couldn't shut up about it on our Stephen yeah. King episode. I was like, okay, so if a guy murdered somebody and he's in the electric chair, if he shouts out like right before he gets electrocuted, like, Jesus, please forgive me, then does he get into heaven? And I like, I even remember my mom like faltering a little bit, but kind of eventually getting herself together and being like, uh, yeah, like, of course, because that, that's what the Bible says, right? Like, if you ask for forgiveness, but like me really pressing her on that, like, okay, so if I'm just a horrible person my entire life, as long as I beg for forgiveness, like in the moments right before I die, I'll be good, right? Yeah. And her not wanting to say the wrong thing, I was just kind of like, yeah, I think that's how it works. Yes, and I now so feel bad maybe. that I, I pushed her on that so much. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that is like, it was confusing to me as a child too, clearly to be like, well, wait, so we have this big list of things to like that we can't do. But if we do them, as long as we're like, God, I'm still good, right? Like, then we're in the clear. I don't know. Yeah, it was always just like, what's it was the, always too much. What's to the me. order? Is murder mm -hmm. as bad as not celebrating the Sabbath? Right. Like, why are they on the same list? Because that, to me, also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so like, are you saying these are equal? There's what? so many things about biblical texts and the teachings of Christianity that seem to contradict each other. Yeah. But yes, then many times when yes. you when you look when you actually go and read the books of the Bible that weren't chosen to be in like the final draft, like who got that choice? And the answer is a lot of kings. But when yeah. you go and like read all the text, you might actually have some come to Jesus moments, if you will, with some of this stuff that mm -hmm. makes it make more sense to you. Like to me, that totally that understanding of the Ten Commandments 
makes perfect sense to me, whether that was real or, or right or wrong. Whereas right. I've never been able to understand it until I read the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. So basically, that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to bring this. I, you know, I'm probably leaving you with a lot of questions, but to add another one, if you read and live by the Bible, ask yourself why the church gets to decide which gospels are included as a part of the book and which ones are not, especially uh, mm -hmm. the books teaching you that church kind of isn't necessary at all. Not right. a good look um, mm -hmm. for the church. Right, right, right. But I just yeah, feel like, so you know, what do you think about that. Go online. You can actually read the text of the books that weren't printed in the Bible. So ask why certain ones weren't included when certain ones were. Because I just don't think it's fair that you don't get the entire text, especially if you're devoting your right. life to this religion. To this book. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like you should understand it. every perspective, every teaching, yeah. no matter who it's from, even if they didn't make the final draft, because you are committing, like you said, your entire life to this is my belief. This is my foundation. And it's like, okay, well, there were some other books in here. Let's yeah. look at them. There was a lot. There was a Mary lot Magdalene more. Sounds I'm going to look them up. Important. Mary Magdalene was so important. Literally the most important person to Jesus, according to this book of the Bible that was never published. Yeah. I know. And I, in the musical I, I, Jesus Christ Superstar, she has an amazing solo. And of course she it, does. That whole musical alludes to that they were probably in love, even though it never comes right out and says it because no book in the bible does but well Jesus and Christ also Superstar really paints a nice picture you know we're, we we kind of grow up thinking soulmate means the person that you're in love with but i think i have soulmates totally and it it doesn't i am not in a romantic relationship with and i agree they could have easily been soulmates and not ever done the deed <laughs> right agreed <laughs> that's true if he was truly that celibate truly that <laughs> yeah they're just twin flames. Twin flames. Yep. Okay. Well, what segment were we going to do next? Weird Sorry, science. I, totally forgot. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> science. Weird, weird science. science. <laughs> Plug the weird yeah, science we'll song here. here. It was either going to be weird science or a bit of biology. A bit of biology. <laughs> Tipping the hat. <laughs> A tip my hat. Which is dumb. To a bit of biology. To a bit of biology. Oh. I don't know. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> a cup of tea with a bit of biology. Ooh, that's fun. Okay. It's just, it's gotten away from me now. <laughs> She's dying. Ooh. So, in today's either weird science or a bit of biology cup of tea and a bit of biology we are talking about plants and can they hear and can they make sounds that maybe some creatures in the world can hear and i truly it's didn't upset a lot of this. vegetarians out there oh oh no you thought you were doing your part <laughs> only eating plants that don't have out, any abilities any feelings scream louder than all <laughs> plants do not suffer in silence y'all they do not instead when thirsty or stressed out plants can actually make airborne sounds according to a recent study published just this month in april this is like some oh my news god this is breaking science. news guys 
<clears throat> breaking news. I was very excited. And I mean, the study has gone on for a while, so I'm sure there's some people out there who are like, yeah, I heard about this kind of, but I was excited. Um, plants that need water or have recently had their stems cut, which this upset me because every time I get a bouquet of flowers, I cut the stems to fit in the vase. And I thought you were supposed to. <laughs> but if, they when they've like had it. their stems cut, when they have their stems cut, they can produce up to roughly 35 sounds per hour, wow. researchers found. And well-hydrated and uncut plants are much quieter, but still will make about one sound per hour, sometimes two. So they're still squeaking around, squealing around, which I think is fascinating. And the reason you've probably never heard a thirsty plant make noise is that the sounds are ultrasonic. Okay. About 20 to 100 kilohertz, meaning they are so high-pitched that very few humans could hear them, but apparently that is in the range of some people who have, like, crazy, crazy hearing, crazy hearing um, who would maybe be able to pick it up, but some animals probably can, like, most likely can. Like, bats, mice, even moths can potentially live in a world filled with the sounds of plants. And this team that has been studying out of Israel, actually, this team has found that plants can also respond to sounds made by animals and other creatures as well. So they are both listening and making the sounds, which I just found fascinating. So in order to eavesdrop, you know, on the gossip of these plants <laughs> and really study what is going on, I just like making this story fun because I think it's so cute that plants can make sounds. Um, Lilac Hadane at Tel Aviv University in Israel and all of her colleagues, when they began the study, they placed tobacco and tomato plants in small boxes, duped out with microphone, souped up. What is it called? Souped, souped up? up? Yeah. When you like pimp, pimped up my ride. Yeah. Um, they pimped all their ride. Up with, <laughs> they pimped they their pimped ride. their plant ride up. With my... <laughs> With microphones, which I also just think is cute. Little plants in a box and they have microphones. I'm like, were they wearing mini headsets? I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> they were in their little boxes with the microphones and the microphones were there to try and pick up any noises made by the plants. And they did, even if the researchers weren't able to hear them. So I also thought that oh was God. funny because we just talked about EVPs last week and picking up noises when like we couldn't hear them with our ears, but then we hear them after the fact. So I was like, oh, little EVPs little from the plant plants. EVPs. I know. No one was actually hearing the noises, but the microphones did pick them up. And the noises were particularly obvious for plants that were stressed by a lack of water, recent oh, cutting. God. Obviously, they had, you know, I know, Okay. the cut plants in one box and then the super hydrated ones in the other. And so they picked up the sound. They were able to pitch it down a bit and speed it up when they saw that, you know, some sound waves were picked up. And this is the sound that was picked up. It's not like singing or screaming. So don't okay. worry, you won't be too upset by it. You hear that? Yeah, is it like tapping? It's like clicking or like popping popcorn they compared it to. Oh, it's a fast one. Isn't that interesting? How are they the sounds? I know. Okay, so 
Plants don't have vocal cords or lungs, yeah. obviously. But Hadenay um, says the current theory for how plants make noises, they still aren't positive. They're checking this out. But the biggest theory is that it centers on their xylem, which is the tubes that transport water and nutrients from the roots to the stems and okay. leaves. And water in the xylem is held together all by surface tension, just like water sucked up through a straw. And when an air bubble forms or breaks in the xylem, it might make that popping noise. So bubble formation is more likely during drought stress when they're wanting water. That's when the bubbles are like popping uncontrollably. But the exact mechanism is requiring further study. That's just the current theory is that when the plant is lacking water, it's like, Poppity pop pop pop. Like, I'm yeah. dying in here. Here we go. <laughs> but that it's all happening in the xylem. That is the theory. Okay. Um, and the team was able to produce a machine learning model to deduce whether a plant had been cut or was stressed from the sounds that it made. So then that brought the study even further of like, what kind of stress are we hearing through those popping noises? And they were able to get this machine to guess with about 70% accuracy, which is not, not too bad at all for like their first go around. Yeah. So they're going to keep working on it, obviously. And this result suggests a possible role for audio monitoring of plants to become a bigger thing now in farming and horticulture in the future. So that could be huge. And also selfishly, I hope that this gets, you know, better and better that the science on this keeps getting better so that idiots like me could keep house plants alive. I need to go, you know, water my monstera really quickly. Leah has <laughs> given me, this is my second monstera like, plant. She gave it to me specifically because she said, and I quote, it's going to be very hard for you to kill. Well, I killed the first one. Oh, no. And so she mailed me another one. And it's dying. I hate when people say that. You and I both got um, a succulent from, where, oh. I think it was that market that was outside Dead of T-Pop that when we did that thing. Yeah. We both killed it within a month. And it was succulent. that same thing where like, yeah, a succulent, which we already knew was pretty difficult to kill. But I remember even the woman selling them was like, Oh, like, because we kept joking, like, we kill every plant we've ever owned. She was like, oh, these are so easy. I mean, it's like a cactus. She was like, you're going to have to try Both really our... hard to kill this plant. And we were like, Both of right. them died so Challenge hard. accepted. This plant's dead on arrival. Oh, I will say your old apartment was very dark so dark. and so was mine. If you remember my first one bedroom, it was also really dark. This apartment that I'm currently in has a lot more natural light. And I have, I've still killed many a so plant, many. so don't get it twisted. But like, I don't know if you, if this one is in the frame too much or not, but I've had this one now for almost two years. Really? And I've kept it alive. And I think it's because I'm <sighs> keeping it by my sliding door and it's getting the light it needs. But as I say this, some of these leaves are starting to brown. <laughs> so I think I just jinxed it. I just, but. I don't know what it is. Uh. You know, when I finally moved into this house, cause I love the look of plants. Like I, th I think they're so beautiful. Yeah. I wish I had a green thumb. I just, that's one thing I never, I, know, I don't, I don't have, uh, as witchy as I am, I can't keep any plant alive. So when we moved into this house, I bought yeah. a lot of fake plants. I don't even care anymore. Like I, at first yes. I was like, I'm not going to buy a fake, fake plant. That's so embarrassing to have a fake plant. No, buy a fake plant. Listen, some of us we're not gifted. Some of we us are murderers. That's right. That's right. Some and of us kill people. And plants. plants. <laughs> we're the plant killers, just to be clear. Um, no, I this guy sitting next to me, which again I'm like, I don't even know what's on 
in frame on this video, so I'm just bringing it oh, all the he way looks in. Great. I can do this because it's fake. Oh, it's fake. But he yeah. looks kind of real. Listen, yeah, but he looks that's real as hell is, on my I, end. See, no, people always come over and ask. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you have a little fiddle tree. How do you keep it so green?" And I'm like, "Listen, oh, here, sweetie, it's fake." Um, but I have a nice mix. Like up there, I have a real hanging plant over my fake plant. So I'm trying to do a little of both. But Trick as a person who kills many plants, I want to have the look of greenery. Yeah, and well, and I also want common. all these fake plants around so that when I bring real plants in, they look at them and they're like, "Those plants look healthy as." shit i'm in good hands and they're not immediately yep, like I'm it smells like great. death in here scared. and i'm scared <laughs> poppity pop 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 the plants Help come in me. and they're like i they're hear doing... all of the death <sighs> sos okay. in plant morse code oh my god well uh, listen i well... if if plants really do feel pain i'm sorry i, know, poor, I didn't mean to i i don't stressed i want to be this way I know. And yeah, the last thing I was going to say was like the studies keep getting better and better. The last, the most recent thing that just came out, maybe why the story was kind of released in the last couple of weeks again, was with the aid of this like machine and this computer program, uh, they have trained it to filter out all background noise from wind and air conditioning oh, yeah. units. Cause I mean, they do a lot of these studies in greenhouses that have, you know, the fans going and it's really noisy. They can filter out the sound and still pick up the little popping sounds the plants are making. So they've been able to learn about a lot of different plants. It started with just the tomato and tobacco, but now we have found out that wheat and corn are ones that are very vocal, which again is huge for the farming community and wine grapes Hey. So all those vineyard owners, you'll know if you're treating those wine grapes just right. And you better because we want to drink the wine that comes from them. <laughs> I don't know what this dance is, but I got excited I like about it. it. <laughs> and my last note is the plant that they have learned that can hear for 100%. They're still studying others that are a little bit iffy, but one that 100% responds to outside stimuli is the Beach Evening Primose. Okay. Which I'd never heard of. It releases nectar when it hears the sound of a flying bee. And it's like, oh, here you go. It's like here. And then they're ready. Well, and also, yeah. you know, we've talked about this on the show before, too, how mushrooms or fungi, doesn't have to be mushrooms, but fungi can actually tell when a nearby plant needs more nutrients and can reroute nutrients yeah. to that plant. So Right. They're communicating in some way. Communicating, I know. But can you imagine if we could communicate with them? Oh, boy. I would love it and hate it a little bit. Just because I would feel like I was on an alien planet. But, yeah. Well, next up, we've got... Unsolved Mysteries. This <laughs> is the Hoboken train crash. This is actually semi-recent. This is from 2016. So, oh, my goodness! I know I don't remember this story at all, but it was it was national news on September 29th, 2016. The Pasic Valley Line train number 1614 left the Spring Valley Station in New York at 7:23 a.m. and they were set to arrive at Hoboken, New Jersey, at 8:45 a.m. The 
I just have to say, sorry to interrupt. This sounds like one of those math problems <laughs> yeah. that you get on your if. test. Where it's like, this train left the station. At, yeah. The so Pasig Valley like, line train number 1614 <laughs> was traveling at 21 miles per hour. Uh, <laughs> okay, I can do this. Well, the Hoboken station is at the end of the line. So there's a buffer stop, also sometimes known as a bumper block there, which is essentially a device on train tracks that prevents railway vehicles from going past the end of the track for any reason. I imagine if a train... I imagine if a train derails, it's a real pain in the ass. Like, not not just, like, if there's damage, but I imagine even if it, like, got off the tracks, I imagine it'd be a real fucking pain to get it back on. But I don't know. I'm just thinking of myself and, like, when one of my dresser drawers comes out, and I'm like, well, that's off the track for uh, who knows how long, because I can't get that shit back on. Someone else is going to have to get in here and look. Yeah, truly. Professional's going to have to come in here. Um, Right. Anyway, on this particular morning... The train did not slow down when it was coming into its last stop at Hoboken, New Jersey. In fact, it pulled in going over the regulated speed limit and crashed into the station, plowing through the bumper block and taking out walls and a part of the roof of the station as well. 114 people were injured in the accident, and this included passengers on the runaway train as well as pedestrians waiting for the train on the platform. There was miraculously only one fatality. That doesn't make it any less tragic, but a 34-year-old attorney named Fabiola, she was killed, of all things, by falling debris when the roof caved in. Oh, my gosh. So what happened was basically the engineer, a man named Thomas Gallagher, suffered from severe sleep apnea which was not diagnosed until after the crash which is interesting because the new jersey transit has a sleep apnea screening program and thomas was cleared for duty in july of that year after a physical screening so it's weird they didn't catch it just two months prior to the accident happening it's also strange because yeah. after they found the black box, for anyone who doesn't know, just like an airplane, a train has event recording devices that will record the things that happen on the train, um, even if we don't have communication with the train, including a log right. of the controls used by that train. So, according to the second black box, the first one was crushed beyond belief, 38 seconds prior to the crash, the engineer, Thomas Gallagher, accelerated from eight miles per hour and was going 21 miles per hour on impact which is over twice the legal speed limit of 10 miles per hour yeah okay so so that's weird strange thomas had Mm -hmm. also attempted the emergency braking procedure less than a second before the impact of the crash so that's fucking weird like not only was this train coming in hot it was coming in twice as hot for some right. reason. Like, we don't know. Yeah, some reason we have no idea. Now, Thomas was not really blamed for the crash. He he actually says he has no memory of it at all. They found him unconscious and lying mm. on the cab floor, but he did make the acceleration and he pulled the emergency brake. So he seemed to have been functioning right. in some way, whether he believes it or yeah. remembers it or not. Right. Like he he was, was doing something. Yeah, like he was doing something. He was 48 years old at the time. He had had 18 years of experience as a train engineer. 
as far as I can tell, no one ever found anything bad to say about the man. Like he's like no one said okay. anything mean about him. He was a father of two teenage daughters. He had no prior accidents on record. He co cooperated fully with the investigation. He did end up being fired, but he appealed it and got a job working as an engineer again in 2019. And his sleep apnea is being treated and watched closely. So it really doesn't seem like this was done on purpose as some court, sort of like murder-suicide situation. Right. After this crash, the New Jersey Transit changed a lot of its rules, including new regulations requiring engineers to be accompanied by at least one other crew member as they pull into Hoboken Station. They also reduced the approaching speed from 10 miles an hour to 5 miles per hour. And in 2021, okay. an $8.15 million settlement was granted to the family of Fabiola, as well as four other injured passengers. But do you know what the craziest thing is about this story? What? How the crash happened is not the mystery. The mystery. What's the mystery? Is that the night before the crash, an emergency scrolling message appeared on TVs across the United States, originating from an upstate New York TV station that read, Civil authorities have issued a hazardous materials warning for the United States, effective until 2.16 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Would you, could you, on a train, wait for further instructions? So thousands of people saw this and inquired about it, mostly because of the first part about <laughs> hazardous materials in the right. United States, obviously. But then but also, after the train would crash, you, could you on a train, Dr. <laughs> Seuss? Yeah. What? After the train crash makes national news less than 12 hours later, now people are wondering what the fuck is going on with the second part of the message, the ominous Dr. Yeah. Seuss rhyme, would you, could you on a train? Right. Excuse you? What? Um, what? So, and nobody <laughs> ever got to the bottom of that? No one ever figured out what that was. The Federal Emergency oh, Management Agency, FEMA, you've heard of them, claimed at first that sure. a software engineer was running tests on their system and accidentally sent out a live emergency broadcast instead of a test one. But WKTV later said it was not FEMA that sent out the message, that it was their alert system that had been hacked, and they were trying to figure out where it had come from. But to this day, no mm. one knows how the emergency broadcast was sent out or how the Dr. Nope. Seuss rhyme from hell got added to it. <laughs> right? Would you, could you on a train? That's just, that can't be a coincidence, That's like a right? fucking, that's like a Gotham City Joker Riddler message. Yeah, it really Joker is. Joker Riddler. It really is. You know, that classic character, it's, the Joker Riddler. You know, the Joker Riddler <laughs> penguin. <laughs> Joker Riddler penguin um, leaving messages all around. I know. No, that's like, it's really spooky because it spooky. sounds like it was a threat in some way but like who did the threat come from yeah. or is this just the craziest coincidence? And they but investigated so much... it and there was no... Nothing seemed to be terroristy about the event, you know, like it seemed like, like the, the guy hacking just, of the system. Yeah, yeah, fell asleep. Like, it's strange, but it's so mysterious. If you or anyone you know has information on evil Dr. Seuss, call us at 626-686-1821. Our operators are standing Ooh. by. We're ready to receive <laughs> We're your ready to receive Oh, your my call. gosh. That is... Crazy. Wild.
That's a good mystery. I can't believe I didn't know about yeah. that. Um, do we have time yeah, for one more yeah, segment? We do. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to take you into some weird news of the month as we go into Lauren's Derp Corner. We love it. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> Who got oh. what stuck in where? Lauren's Derp Corner. <laughs> Uh, and this time, it's not something stuck in somewhere. That That's is the, the derpiest part. It's okay. just, <clears throat> I know, but this is just a derpy, derpy okay. man from the East Coast. We're staying over on the East Coast. Ashley brought us there with the train. We're hanging out over here. A man in York County, Pennsylvania, near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Hershey, Pennsylvania. I had to look that up because I wanted to do my husband proud, who was from there, because I was like, where's York County? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. And he's been working in Hershey. It's a whole thing. Okay. So near Harrisburg, Hershey, kind of over more on the east side of Pennsylvania. So York County, this guy um, was arrested just last week. Again, all wow. this really current events here. Last week on April 4th, after allegedly leading officers on two separate vehicle chases in two separate counties. It all began early on a Tuesday morning after Pennsylvania state troopers stopped a BMW with a Florida plate. Florida has to get brought into it somehow. Come on, Florida. Talking about some (laughs) some goofs. So he's driving a BMW with a Florida plate and they question the driver. His name is Tony Saunders. Um, and it was reported that the troopers said they could see items in the back of the car that Saunders was driving that appeared to be from a nearby convenience store where a theft had just been reported. Mm, weird. However, weird. Just coincidence, I guess. However, Saunders reportedly told police he got the items at a junkyard. He had no idea what they were talking about. There was also a dog in the vehicle and a dead deer in the trunk. So, a lot going on. Okay. A lot to unpack in this moment. So the troopers, of course, said, we need you to exit the vehicle because we have 9,000 questions about what's going on with you. But he decided to speed off, turning off his headlights and speeding away to avoid detection. Because, yes, this happened in the morning, but it was the wee hours of the morning. It was still a little dark. So he's like, I turn off my headlights, I vanish. And he drove off (laughs) into the night. Um, They were able to keep up with him, but then he had to abandon the BMW when he wasn't able to maneuver the car over some railroad tracks. So he got out of the car and ran into a heavily wooded area, and we lose good old Tony for a little bit. He got away. Then, later that morning, local law enforcement agencies were notified that a school bus had been stolen in a nearby county in Abbottstown, just a little bit further east from the initial chase in the wee hours of the morning. And Carroll Township Police said officers first spotted the bus at a shopping center parking lot. It took off, and they were eventually able to catch up with it. The driver pulled over briefly, but then pulled away and kept driving, turning the headlights off once again. The driver then allegedly led officers on a chase that ended after he had to abandon the bus, I think due to it running out of gas, and run away on foot while stripping off all his clothes in the process. I don't know why, but they came up. Okay. So old Nakey man is running and <laughs> police apprehend, apprehended him and, you know, got him cuffed and were able to identify him as 
the earlier driver from the story, good old Tony, Tony. Saunders. Oh, Tony, who admitted he had stolen the school bus after crashing the BMW. It was all he could do. He needed another vehicle. And he claimed he intended to use the dead deer carcass from before, don't forget about it, to fertilize his garden, as we all do Yeah, with dead deer. You already stole stuff from a convenience store. Just steal some mulch and fertilizer. <laughs> steal some mulch. Right? I don't know. And the body of a dead deer. Sure. Yeah, just really go nuts. So he was going to use that deer to fertilize the garden, and he... Admitted to all of his crimes. He said it very matter-of-factly, like, I needed this stuff. I needed the bus. I needed the deer. But you know what? I'm sorry, Tony. You broke the law. So he still remains in York County Prison on a $100,000 bail. Doesn't seem like any family or friends are coming for him anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So it only leaves me with more questions, like, what is his story? What's his deal? Where is he from? Drugs. Did he drive up from Florida? Drugs. Did he just have a rental car? <laughs> yeah. Was, was it, it drugs? Was it the booze? Was it just simply just to be in his the bonnet? mind was yeah. <laughs> just to be in his bonnet? I don't know. I want to know what's going on with good old Tony Saunders, but he's the derp. Of the derp day. of the day. Tony Saunders. Great job. Good job, Tony. You we did it. You, you stole the <laughs> slowest vehicle in vehicle history. Uh, fucking Why did you move bus. on to a school bus? And one of the most noticeable, like, yeah. you're just the big yellow bus. We're going to find you. You could have done you. better. We're going to catch you. We're going to find you. You better strip down to your skivvies and run into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. All yes, right, yes, Tony. Yes. Thank well, you, Tony. Thank you. Hopefully you, someone posts your bail soon. Um, that's all the time we have this <laughs> or week. Maybe not. Or maybe you might not. need to sit there a bit longer. Maybe you deserve to take a little break. Uh, uh, that is all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Um, Lauren is going to try and send me a psychic message, but we got to get through our other uh, baloney first. So follow us on social media at Keep It Weird Cast. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, we share upcoming episode news. Um, we share when we're not going to have an episode because we set our house on fire. We share oh, Witchy Wednesdays, Tarot Tuesdays. It's a good time, okay? And you should come and we join us. And the more you follow us, the more other people uh, might see our page and, and follow us as well. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, you can leave a review. I think you can rate us on Spotify, but you can leave an actual like worded review on Ooh. iTunes and that looks really good for us as yes. well. So like help your girls out, leave a little review. Please, it can even please. be an honest one, but I prefer it's nice. <laughs> um, like, like, <laughs> like and subscribe here. Like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you'll be the first to know when a new episode or clip is dropped what else join our patreon www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast please we have bonus episodes we also have a good time we have over a great there. time over we there we stuff. have bonus episodes every month we have a newsletter that's full of like cool shit and stories and creepy stuff um and uh, you can get a discount on merch as well you can go to www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch and you can buy yourself a t-shirt, tank top, hoodie, or whatever your heart desires. Are you ready to send me a psychic message? 
I'm ready. Okay, so it worked for us last week to really clear our minds and relax our bodies and mm-hmm. just sort of let it flow. There are no triangles. There are only a plus yep. sign, a square, a circle, a star, or a squiggly line. So I'm going to show you the symbol. I'm closing my eyes. I'm showing you the symbol. Can you see it? I can. Do you have it in your head? Yes. Okay, here we go. Send it to me. Square. Star. It was that that devil that I keep getting. I feel like the star is our block. It's our mind block. It's the mind block. block. Get out of here. I'm taking all the stars out of the packet. Well, you know what? (laughs) Just remove them. We're going to keep going for it. We're going to keep reading up on how to enhance our abilities. And we're going to get this hive mind going. Oh, we forgot to add the bees. They'll come in at some point. See? (laughs) That was was the reason. (laughs) In the meantime, we will see you next week. And keep it weird.